0: Welcome to the Fighting for Joy podcast. I'm your host, Jody Blick. As I explained last week in the intro episode, I'm expanding the theme of fighting for joy here in season two by focusing more on the how of fighting for joy. Each of my guests will share some practical tools that they have found effective as they fight for joy on a daily or weekly basis. Today, I have two very special people on to share about fighting for joy with friendship. They are my dearest friends, Kathy Brown. You may remember her from episode 2, and Kathy Craig, who is also a college friend and who I also share 30 plus years of friendship with. These two Kathys are amazing women. They are both doing really special work that is making a difference in this world. I just love and respect them so much, and when they were here in Nebraska to visit me in September, when we got a little girls weekend in in Omaha, I just knew that we needed to record an episode together on this theme. The friendship between the three of us is one of my greatest helps as I continue to fight for joy, and I know they would say the same. Our friendship is not perfect, even though in this episode we just couldn't pass up the opportunity to gush over one another a little bit. (laughs) But we have had more distant seasons, we have hurt one another and needed to ask for forgiveness, but these friendships are passing the test of time in big ways, And I love how we can pour out our hearts so openly to one another, love each other unconditionally, support one another and get each other's backs. We prioritize time together, all the while making each other laugh and laugh. And seriously, a huge aspect of our friendship is laughter and fun. Definitely a practical help in the fight for joy. So listen in as the three of us talk about our friendship and how it has helped us. I hope it helps you too, as friendship really is one of the most practical tools that anyone can implement in their life and fight as well. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi, Jody. I'm so glad you guys are both here. I would love for each of you to give a quick introduction, um, just share with my listeners a little bit about yourselves. Why don't you start, Kathy Craig? Sure.
1: Okay. Well, uh, my husband and I live in Wheaton, Illinois. We've been married for 25 years. We have three amazing children, Uh, my oldest, uh, my son, he is 18, and then I have a daughter who is 16, and then my youngest daughter is 13. Um, Ever since graduating, I have been uh, in student ministry, uh, both in the church and in different uh, ministry organizations um, through all those years, so um, that's a little bit about me. Great. And Kathy, I know
0: you've already given an introduction, um, but why don't you share just a couple minutes for people who may not have listened to your episode?
2: Yeah, sure. I um, I live in New Jersey with my husband, Tucker, who also went to Wheaton with all of us. And we have three kids also. And my kids line up very closely with cat's I have an 18-year-old son who just left for college and a daughter who is 16 and another son who is 14. And um, I'm in school, full-time finishing up a degree in clinical mental health, kind of back to school after a lot of years and other
0: schooling. and (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Great. Well, let's just get started right away. And um, I would love to uh, have each of you share just maybe um, a couple of ways or a specific area in life that you have had to fight for joy these last couple of years before we get into the tools that we're using to fight for joy, I would just love um, for you each to share a little bit just about your individual fight. Kathy, Craig, you want to start again?
1: Sure. Um, I would say for me, um, probably the the uh, area or the all-encompassing uh, thing that jumps out for fighting for joy has just been um, finding a balance um, mm-hmm. with just all of the, um, parts of my life. Um, in the last couple of years, I've moved from part-time, uh, work to full-time work. And Mm -hmm. so with that, um, just transition, um, you know, there can be challenges and, and times that, um, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So fighting for joy when you're tired and, um, just having the energy for doing the things that, um, bring you joy, um, you know, has, has at times been a challenge for sure. And then, um, balancing, uh, being a mom and, and parenting, uh, my three children and also working full time. Um, that has been an area that I have to purposely, um, fight for joy, you know, specifically, um, if it's feeling like I'm missing out mm-hmm. on times with my kids or moments or, um, just, just having, you know, attending activities, whatever it may be, um, balancing, balancing those things and, um, bringing that together, I would say is, you know, something that's been very, um, very real for me in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. I think a lot of people are going to be able
0: to relate to that. Um, that is very, very tough. Thank you. What about you, Kath?
2: Um, Yeah, I mean, some of it's similar for me. I've had a different path. I stayed home with my kids full time for a long time after working. And and then in the last few years have just been more consciously making some choices around as the kids are growing and I have a different kind of time available and looking to the future. How am I going to fill that? What's meaningful? Mm -hmm. How do I pursue some dreams that I'd kind of put down for a little bit. And so it's just a, for me being back in school full time now, and I'm working part time and I love what I'm doing. Um, also that's coming at a sacrifice of some other things Mm -hmm. and learning to be okay with that. And, and just generally having not a lot of free time available. And so some of the things that filled my heart up and made me full of joy it's just hard to find the time Mm -hmm. for and I think it's a temporary season for me but it's just yeah transition change and I don't think that stops I feel like there'll be more of that ahead so it's sort of Mm reevaluating how how I spend my time and making sure that there is balance in it and um, not being Mm guilt-ridden
0: about things choosing wisely in Mm -hmm. lots of ways yeah Well, as I've shared with you guys, um, season two is going to be all about sharing various tools that my friends have found effective in their fight for joy. Um, And I knew I wanted to have you two on because um, we have corporately found together a very um, helpful way to keep fighting, and that is through our friendship with one another. Um, So before we begin talking a little bit about what that looks like, um, I thought it'd be kind of fun to just quickly share how we met one another. We have... um, years and years of friendship in between us. And so um, you two met um, before I came into the picture. So why don't you share a couple of um, memories about how you guys got connected and what your friendship has looked like over the years.
2: Well, I'll start. This is Kathy Brown. (laughs) Um, I don't remember meeting Kathy. I always knew Kathy. Our parents were good friends. And so we kind of grew up in what was a family friendship. And so for a lot of years, Kath was like my church friend because they were part of a church group, small group together, and then a church plant. And Um, they were just the core, like it was, it was a a couple of families and the rep keys and the rows were a real key part of that. And we were similar ages. And so, Mm -hmm. but it didn't, and I have memories of you coming home on the bus with me for a play date. And, but I feel like I, it's like one of those things where that something transitioned in our high school years for me, like that coincided with my faith developing in a new way like my own personal grasping of something and some of those tough interactions and choices you have to make in high school Mm -hmm. and Kath was like the friend that helped me through that like we could then connect in a new way that I didn't that was just different than some of my other friendships and she was like my safety person to help me navigate some of that and so it was like we'd known each other forever we'd always been friends but Somewhere in high school, she just became the most essential person to me, and I think walking through that together just laid the groundwork for no matter what, no matter where we live, no matter how much time goes by, that shared history, and just really honestly, God, God using Kathy in my life in some significant ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it can't, I couldn't have orchestrated it. it can't be taken away, mm-hmm. and it's just a
1: foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel um, the same. And um, you know, also as I think back, well, when did I first meet her? Or how did this start? I don't um, have a specific start date because I feel like um, I've known Kathy my whole life and um, have known her family, and that they have really been family to us, to our family. Um, we, I grew up with uh, no other relatives around. And so mm-hmm. um, holidays were spent with Kathy and her family. And so all those memories and then um, seeing her every week at church and then uh, being together with her at school and, and um, have all kinds of memories of us growing up and sleepovers and times um, together uh, through our childhood and those shared memories, um, but then also... Um, As Kathy shared, it was really um, in high school and, you know, if I had to pinpoint a year, I would even say our junior Mm -hmm. year, um, that Kathy and I connected on a deeper level. And I think Mm -hmm. some of it was um, just realizing that we had so much in common. We knew we had our faith in common. We shared that, but then um, just how much we enjoyed each other, mm-hmm. and um, and I found myself just wanting to spend more time with her. Yeah, and we'd always had separate groups of friends, yes, almost like yeah. we
2: had our church world together, but yes. socially at school we were in different yeah. circles. Yeah, a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and I think like one of the you know phrases or or experiences that I had that junior year when we connected, um, you know, kind of outside of our friend groups in school was that, um, I just felt a freedom, um, by Kathy and her friendship to be myself mm-hmm. for what the first blessing. time. Yeah. And I think, um, a lot of that came from being, uh, you know, a Christian and in a public school mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not sure of, you know, how much to share with my peers and, not sure to, you know, know if I would be accepted in that way. But um, with mm-hmm. Kathy, I felt like I could be myself, that she would accept that. I didn't have to, you know, pretend. And so that was so um, life-giving. Mm-hmm. It was so um, freeing to me. And it really made me bolder mm-hmm. in uh, my faith. And And then um, as all of that happened, you know, she was a friend who um, celebrated, you know, me and was happy for me when I experienced success instead of feeling like there was a competition. And Mm -hmm. so, um, those were some, those were some things. And then from that, um, you know, really laid the groundwork for a, a lifelong friendship. Wow. Yeah.
0: Such a gift. And with all of us having high schoolers, we know how much that means to find that person, who will cheer you on and who will um, let you be yourself and so what a gift and you guys um what a beautiful story thank you for sharing that and then um so Kathy Brown and I we met the very first day at Wheaton College we were on the same floor um and um what are your memories of that first day the first couple weeks our first um interactions with each other um like a party all the time
2: (laughs) I was like, this is like summer camp. I know. I love it. I was so, I was a ball of emotions when I went to Wheaton because my family moved and Kath took me out. It was my 18th birthday. Kathy took me out all night. Like it sounds like we were uber spiritual, but we were really trying to walk a line. And so yes. she got me a fake ID. Like there's a lot of stuff I won't go into, but <laughs> we we'll walked probably a cut line. We we'll we'll walked a line <laughs> for this. She podcast. Was so, we had so much fun together. So we, I literally did not, I'd stayed up all night hadn't even finished packing until it was like time to leave. And I knew I was never going back to Ohio. And I cried for like the entire ride. Mm -hmm. And I got to Wheaton and just was kind of not my best self. (laughs) But I remember getting up to the floor and meeting you and the girls up there. And I don't know, it just felt like home. I felt like I found my people. I felt joy and fun in a different way like that those high school years had been such a battle to figure out how to walk through that in a way that I could, you know, could be, I don't know, it was just as hard to navigate mm-hmm. as a Christian in that environment and loving so much of it and not knowing how to behave and so on. And there and when I got to Wheaton, it was like some of that fight was put to the side and I could just, like Kathy was sort of expressing, be myself in a different way and just Mm -hmm. enjoy all of that. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I just have so many good memories of Mm -hmm. hanging out in your room. And Mm -hmm. um, I loved everybody. I loved our floor, but I especially... I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, mm-hmm. but I just
0: felt connected to you immediately. Yeah. And Yeah, me too. Um, me too. And I just, the same thing, that word home resonates with me. I just felt like, okay, these, these can be my people for my time here at Wheaton. Little did I know you guys would continue to be my people 30 years later. Um, but yeah, I just, I felt the same way of just, wow, there is a fun connection here. I mean, we obviously had a blast. We ran with a really fun group that freshman year and Continued to have really neat um, uh, friend groups. Mm-hmm. Um, we lived together all four years um, in different places and with different people, but I always felt like you were kind of my one consistent at Wheaton. Mm-hmm. It felt like, um, well, along with Eric, <laughs> he wasn't also, it was different. Yeah, different journey. Um, but <laughs> I just felt like you were the person that was um, kind of my stability and my home away from home, and. Kind of like what Kathy was saying too, like you do have a real gift to make people feel like they can be themselves. And you also um, are so good at cheering other friends on. And I experienced that right from the get-go too. So just great memories at Wheaton College with you, Kath. And i um, so thankful that God put us on the same floor that first mm-hmm. year. And um, yeah, just all of the ways that we were able to um, help each other up when we were struggling, um, when we were stressed out. But then also you were my person to go to to have fun, too. Mm-hmm. So, yep. And then Kathy, I met you through Kathy, obviously. Um, we weren't at Wheaton very long when she um, suggested that we take a little road trip to go meet her friend Kathy. And so that's when I first met you. And then, um, yeah, through a couple years of getting to know you with different visits, you eventually transferred to Wheaton and, um, and then we were able to live together as well and really start to build the foundation for our friendship, which has been a huge gift. Um, you make me laugh like nobody else. Um, you're the best storyteller, um, but you do have a heart of gold. And these last couple of years, as we've done more on Voxer, it's been such a gift to hear you share more because you're such a good listener, And I feel like a lot of times when we're together, um, you listen and you acknowledge and you give us time to talk and you hear um, our hearts. And I have loved this last little season of our friendship on Voxer to just hear more of your heart and you sharing and find ways for us to come alongside and cheer you on and encourage you. Um, So that's any other thoughts from either of you? Yeah, well,
1: sure. I'll jump in and just want to share a little bit of, um, our friendship, Jody. And as you mentioned, um, did get to meet you through some visits and, uh, but then, uh, it was my junior year in college, uh, transferring to college and moving right in, Mm -hmm. uh, with you in an apartment and, um, and one other girl, along with Kathy, and that was such um, a special time mm-hmm. in my life, and mm-hmm. um, to share that friendship, to get to know you on that level and mm-hmm. a daily level, and the 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 laughs and the good times mm-hmm. that we shared, and um, getting to know you and then being known mm-hmm. uh, by you, mm-hmm. um, just a really precious friendship. And uh, mm-hmm. then through these years to to walk together um, through whether, uh, for a while you were, we were together, um, in the same, Mm -hmm. um, area in Chicago as young marrieds and then, Mm -hmm. um, visiting you as you moved and, um, then just walking along with you. So, um, Mm -hmm. just love Mm -hmm. you. And it's been, um, such a joy. And then, um, I've just learned so much and, Mm -hmm. um, you uh, make me want to be a better person well same
0: <laughs> and i just want to say too with you guys being you know friends for so long um i never once felt like this is an inclusive little mm-hmm. friendship that you aren't allowed to be in you mm-hmm. know and when you came to wheaton i do remember feeling like oh no i'm gonna lose kathy because kathy's here and that's her best friend and how is this gonna work And I just feel like from the get-go, it was Mm -hmm. just a very easy transition into Mm -hmm. you guys, you know, um, graciously, including me. Um, And I've never, I mean, there's no turning back. I've never felt like they have something deeper or this longer history that I can never compete with. I mean, it's never been a competition. It's always been just, all right, now we're adding Mm -hmm. Jody Mm -hmm. to the mix and to our friendship. And Mm -hmm. it's been a real gift. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And I think I've learned a lot from that. And also just, I really, um, I really appreciate both of your walks with the Lord. I think that's been one of the key elements, obviously, in our friendship and what drew us together at Wheaton. Um, but what has kept us tight is just, we, we, um, pursue a lot of things in life. Um, we find a lot of joy in life. Um, and it's all kind of centered around and stemmed, um, on our walks with the Lord and wanting to, um be closer with him and that has set such a beautiful foundation for our friendship and so really respect you guys in your walks with the lord Mm -hmm. well um so friendship so that has been a huge tool that we have um used in our fight for joy um let's just talk a little bit about what our friendship looks like um on any given week we've already mentioned Voxer messages, but what are some other things that you guys, um, think about when you think about, um, our friendship and how we help one another continue to fight for joy?
1: Sure. Um, we'll just want to touch, um, you know, a little bit more on Voxer and that, um, if you're not familiar with that, it's this app, uh, that you can download and then you can, um, you can send, uh, messages back and forth to one person or to a group of people. And, um, I remember when Kathy was actually the first one to suggest that the three of us start voxing or have boxer, <laughs> right? And I definitely remember um, my first thought was, um, what, why, you know, mm-hmm. why don't we just leave each other voicemails or texts? And I didn't really, you know, see the value in it or understand it. Um, and then when we got on there. Um, There were a couple of things that were really um, unique about it or or different than, of course, texting and voicemail. And the first is that um, I love the feature that you record. And then the minute you take your, you know, your thumb off of the record button, that message gets sent to your group, everybody in your group. And um, what that really helped me do is save a lot of time of rethinking whatever message I was leaving and like listening to it and wanting to re-record. it, no editing, (laughs) no editing. It's It's just you, it's just your first gut response. And, um, and then, um, also it just, it, you know, it's just this chance for you. Um, it's kind of cathartic in a way because you're sharing your heart and, and talking and then, um, and then you have a chance to listen to the messages, um, when you can as, Mm -hmm. um, you know, three busy moms, um, living in three different states. Um, and it was a great way for us to connect and not have to all be available at two o'clock on a Tuesday to talk together. You can
0: listen to it when you have time to commit to it. You can go back to it if you want to. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had hours and hours and hours and hours of conversation. It shocks yes. me. Together. Like sometimes I'm um, like, I Voxer. just
2: talked for 15 minutes straight. How did I do that? I'm
0: like in the car <laughs> heading somewhere and I'm just blathering on,
2: but I like literally feel like I spend time with you guys when I yeah. do it. And
0: yeah. And I feel like the, the Voxer messages have given us a picture into the details of each other's life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I think before we started that, it was more general. It mm-hmm. was, you know, this big thing is happening in my life or mm-hmm. um, we kind of had you know different different topics maybe that we kind of usually gravitated towards but this has given us a real picture into what our daily lives look Mm -hmm. like and sharing specific stories that have happened to our kids or in our marriage or just um it's been a lot more detailed Mm -hmm. yeah it's like more of the the daily thing not like a let's check in, let's catch up,
2: like what's going on. And you're, yeah, it just Mm -hmm. happens on a daily, more daily basis.
0: I think another huge, uh, aspect of, uh, using friendship as we fight for joy is, has been prayer. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, when we are down, when we're discouraged, when we are, um, having a hard time balancing life or we're struggling in a different area, um, of work or family or marriage to be able to, um, ask for a specific prayer, prayer, And then to follow up, Um, that has been really key and really helpful and a huge aspect I think for me in helping me to continue to fight for joy is knowing that I have friends who hear me and they're acknowledging my hurt or my struggle or my confusion and now they're gonna pray for me and then they're gonna follow up Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they're gonna ask Mm -hmm. how it went and then they're gonna check on me later, you know, weeks or months down the road and check on me again. And so I feel like prayer has been a huge part of what has made our friendship um, such a great tool.
2: Mm -hmm. I think, too, one thing I would mention, and maybe we'll get into this later, too, but apart from that, too, starting early on, I feel like we worked hard to physically spend time together. And it wasn't a lot, and it still isn't enough. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. like, really, we're together in the same room right now because this is a time where we've set aside to like do a little girls weekend and um I'm just grateful for that Mm -hmm. like I feel like years ago when the kids were real little that was like a real self-care necessity for Mm -hmm. me to carve out time as a young mom that I'm allowed to have this I'm allowed to ask for support I needed that like Mm -hmm. and I and I'm not saying I don't need it now but I need it in a different way now and I just feel like early on we cheered each other on even in just like it's we it's good for us to do Mm -hmm. this this is healthy for us to have this time away and alone Mm -hmm. and and enough time to have these conversations like in the same room, Mm -hmm. get through the deep, hard stuff, laugh until we're crying, Mm -hmm. go shopping, you know, like Mm -hmm. do some Mm lighthearted things together too and Mm -hmm. all of it. Like that time, being back in the same space together is a commitment. I feel like we've made Mm -hmm. over the years and it hasn't every single year worked, but Mm -hmm. we've just kind of, made sure that happened and i think mm-hmm. that's been really good too mm-hmm.
1: i would say too another thing that um has cultivated our uh friendship is um we share what we're learning mm-hmm. and yeah. um whether that's um you know in a text or a vox or when we're together but sharing okay how are we growing what are we reading what are we listening to and um what do we think about this what are our thoughts mm-hmm. and then hearing. Um, what, you know, what, um, the, you know, the other, uh, two have to say. And I know that that has really, um, been a way that's bonded me with both of you. Mm-hmm. And then I've learned so much and, and, um, it's just inspired me and I've grown is that, um, you know, we're always, we're taking that position of being a learner, um, both mm-hmm. of each other and, um, you know, uh, what, how we're doing and, um, but then also, What are we learning and what can we teach each other through that?
2: Yeah, and like uh, even I was thinking as you're talking about that, like even this morning over brunch, we had a really long conversation about some really challenging things that we don't really all know what we think about. And. I, I was even sharing, like, just because we do live in such different parts of the country, we have a lot in common, we have a lot of similarity, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we also are in very different contexts, and so that permeates us and shapes us, and to be able to be in a safe place to mm-hmm. expose what, on mm-hmm. some controversial things, like where you're at, what you're questioning, and evaluate that with people who might see it really, really mm-hmm. differently, yeah and to learn that hard skill of staying in a conversation where everybody's not on the same page and it's, it's, I might retreat from that in a lot of environments, Mm -hmm. but with you guys, like it's so, I feel like I can keep going forward with that and really work it out a little bit more or leave it unresolved and Mm -hmm. be safe. And that's helped me a lot.
0: Yeah. 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 So obviously we have something super special, something we've really invested in. We've made a commitment to, we've, like you said, went, we've gone deep. We've We've um, gone to a really um, intimate level where we feel safe and can share and can ask questions and learn and pray. Um, What are your thoughts? Just like how has our friendship, the three of us helped you with other friendships in life or just what have you learned in general over life about friendships, Um, the value, the cost, um, the messiness, the beauty? I mean, friendships with women encapsulate all of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so what are some thoughts that you have just in general for people who are listening and thinking, okay, well, I wish that my friendships were, um, a help as I fight for joy, but usually they are something that robs me of joy or usually my friendships are some of the hardest things in my life. So what are, what are just a couple of things that maybe you've learned? Not that we have figured it all out. Cause we definitely haven't but what are a couple ideas or thoughts that you have just on friendship in general as women, 48 year old women?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, one thing I think I've learned over the years is that you, you can't have it all (laughs) in one place. Um, so I, this is such a gift. I don't, you know, our friendship is a real gift for me. But I spent a lot of years after I was newly married, after I'd lost my mom living in a new part of the country. And as much as this filled a big part of my heart and meets a lot of my needs, Mm -hmm. I also needed people locally. And that was a really hard season for me to Mm -hmm. wait for some of that to grow. And, And what I've realized is like, it takes lots of different kinds of friendship Mm -hmm. to fill me up and meet the needs that I have. And I, it's, I don't expect to get it all in one place. I've learned that. And so even in building new friendships, it's like I enjoy what each person has to offer for what they have to offer. And so I'm grateful for a really fun, lighthearted group of friends and, it doesn't all have to happen in the same place, mm-hmm. I think, is what I've learned. So this friendship, what it's offered me is the freedom to enjoy different levels of friendship with different people not needing it all in one place, if that makes sense. I feel Absolutely. like those years in college, that was like a sweet season where it mm-hmm. happened all in this one place. Mm-hmm. But as an adult in the world, like, you know, maybe we'll all get to retire somewhere together someday. You know, <laughs> oh, like man. when we have these weekends, I literally, I just said to Jody, I was like, So if we could just like work out together every day and like share clothes (laughs) and, you know, like cry one minute and then like die Mm -hmm. laughing the next, that it would be so great. But I probably would hibernate in it and not Mm -hmm. enjoy branching out and, and getting to learn from so many different people. And Mm -hmm. so I don't know if that makes any sense, but I feel like one of the things for me is like, this is really important and special and I'm not really sure how I got to have it. It's mm-hmm. a gift mm-hmm. and and something to pray for. But also lots of other friendships are an important part of the fabric of my life too. Mm-hmm. And, and appreciating where those come from and letting them be what they are as well. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would add on um, too, you know, it sounds kind of cliche and... um you know, whatever, but, um, it does take time and it does take Mm -hmm. effort. And, um, you know, if you're finding yourself, um, in a place of, man, I don't really have, you know, um, that many friends or, or friends, um, you know, that I do feel, um, you know, safe with and, and that I, um, feel like I belong. Um, it does take that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, especially as I can attest, just working full time and, and, um, also, you know, having three children, um, it, it sometimes it takes creativity too mm-hmm. of how are you going to find, um, ways to connect with other mm-hmm. women, um, when maybe you don't have the time and, and then also just decreased energy. And, and sometimes it means, um, you know, trying to set up, um, whether it's, you know, uh, a, um, get together or attending something that's already on the calendar or that you've been invited to when you don't feel like it and um like that shirt we saw like
2: (laughs) sorry i was late i didn't want
1: to (laughs) come yes yes when i saw that i definitely um could relate to that and i know sometimes we feel that and then sometimes that can be a downward spiral Mm -hmm. of this self-affirming of like you know i didn't want to be there anyway and you know everybody there is like this or that And, um, and you really do have to take the effort to push yourself out Mm -hmm. of that Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. to, um, you know, make some calls and connect. Maybe you're not always going to have the time to meet together, but you can connect on the phone or, Mm -hmm. you know, be, um, interacting with each other, uh, whether it's text or, um, whatever way that you can to, um, care about other people to Mm -hmm. ask them, how are they doing? Um, you know, starting that, taking, um, being, uh, being a listener, keeping mm-hmm. track of, um, what is important to, mm-hmm. um, you mm-hmm. know, the women that you want to be friends with and following up, asking how it's going, um, those kind of things. So it really does that. And then also just listening to your heart and to your emotions, what's happening inside of you when you're spending time mm-hmm. with these people. Yeah. And, um, yeah. you know, is that something that you really, um, Uh, would like to cultivate further and um as kathy said kind of identifying maybe there's different relationships that you have that are um you know um giving you life in Mm -hmm. different ways Mm -hmm. and in different areas of your life and even different um you know aspects of your, of your being, of your personality. Mm-hmm. And, um, I feel very known by this person because we share this together. Mm-hmm. And I feel very known by this person because they have this shared experience with me mm-hmm. and what I'm going through, whatever it is. So, you know, take the time to look at that, take the time to think through who do I know that, um, you know, that I do feel like I could connect with mm-hmm. on, uh, you know, as a friend and then what can I do to reach out to that person and and start to um get to know them better and um and and be vulnerable yourself mm-hmm. going first kind mm-hmm. of. yeah
2: I was gonna say that like I mean to quote you know well not to quote because I can't but Brene Brown and her, mm-hmm. all, we've talked about her a lot this weekend even and yeah that being wise and discerning but mm-hmm. taking a step of vulnerability um I think we live in a world where we all want to look like we have it together and mm-hmm. we us we know we don't but we assume everybody else does mm-hmm. and to be the the person who's willing to let your dirty laundry be seen literally or figuratively Mm -hmm. but not for everybody yeah probably not a lot of people but to find a couple of people where you maybe take that first step and share that you you are figuring this out and don't know what you're Mm -hmm. doing and whatever is going on um gives other people that permission Mm -hmm. and
0: does create intimate relationships Mm -hmm. eventually yeah yeah And I think, you know, we already mentioned cheering each other on in different areas, but I think that's important too. Um, We all want each other to have other deep friendships. Mm. And um, I think, I mean, obviously some of that is because we don't live near each other, but I think that that's a key aspect and a healthy friendship as well, is that you want them to have other close relationships and other friendships. Because like you were saying, Kathy, I mean, there's nobody who can meet all of your needs or connect with you on all the different levels and different areas that you may want and it can be discouraging to kind of feel like why can't I find that one friend who gets me or who's a lot like me and I think what you were saying about getting being creative you could also just say too, thinking outside of the box and looking for women outside of maybe even your age group or outside of um, your neighborhood or your the circles that you run in and um, and finding people that maybe wouldn't be what you would say um natural or easy but um, finding different women who can meet different needs in your life and I think we see more of God that way I mean when Mm -hmm. we have Mm -hmm. different friends who um, who connect with us in different ways and who are wired differently and in different seasons of life and doing different things in life and different age children I just feel like it's a benefit um, it's a gift and we really do see more of God at work in different people's lives in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. what are you guys, um, seeing as challenges in friendship? So are there certain things, certain hindrances, um, that you find as you continue to foster various friendships?
1: Um, I would say, you know, it could be, um, you know, the first word that comes to mind is assumptions. You know, as you make assumptions about um, a friend that you have or maybe somebody that you want to be friends with, um, maybe, you know, kind of that first impression, oh, that person and I wouldn't be friends because of X, Y and Z, you know, and and um, maybe that's an assumption that you have that isn't there. Maybe if you take the time to push past that, um, you'll learn that you definitely have a lot in common and that you truly do enjoy each other. But. Um, and, and that takes place with also friendships you're already in, um, you know, obviously sometimes we project onto others, um, you know, whether it's, it's, um, feelings or things that, that we think that they may be feeling or, um, assume that, you know, their communication is, um, you know, is, is, um, something that we've interpreted a certain way. And so, um, you know, being, being slow to, um, you know, to understand each other, I think is one of the things that, um, can be, um, helpful and can help us push past the barrier of, you know, just assuming something that, that may not be true and taking the time to, um, listen mm-hmm. and be curious and ask and understand and, um, and, and, um, and try to, uh, meet each other, um, in, in mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Yeah, I agree with all that. I was thinking, too, circling back to kind of what Kathy was offering before around how to find friendships. I think lately for me... And I think it just changes over the years. You think you've got some things figured out and everything's humming along and working and life just keeps changing and evolving. Mm -hmm. And so the time of life where my kids were little, there's so many places where you're bumping up against people who are in the same. You may have nothing else in common except that you're at the same elementary school, pick up and drop off. And Mm -hmm. that's a big thing to have in common. Mm -hmm. And so it becomes easy to just come get to know one another and find some common ground and our kids would bring us together and Mm -hmm. there were a lot of years where it was like I just had time with other women because we were just doing Mm -hmm. life in the same way in the same rhythm and it was happening Mm -hmm. and then suddenly I looked up and was like oh I don't I don't do drop off anymore even these people who've been my friends I don't see them unless we get super intentional Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. so it's sort of like picking up on that and then paying attention to that and starting to make an effort mm-hmm. in a new way. And without the kids there, it's a different dynamic and mm-hmm. letting that grow and evolve. Um, and time, like again, go through the back, like life's gotten busier for me in different ways. That's more individualized where it was busy before, but mm-hmm. in community. And so just really making sure that there's balance. It's easy to kind of let that slip mm-hmm. and not carve out time or not prioritize that time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So putting that effort into it too is a yeah. challenge.
0: And we all have girls, we all have teenage girls, young women. Um, what are a couple things that you are wanting to communicate to them? Or, um, do you feel like you're trying to help them with in, um, developing, uh, healthy relationships and friendships?
1: Um, I would say, you know, that, that same message of, um, you know, make the effort, Mm -hmm. um, to, to be purposeful, to find, um, friends that, um, that you feel like you can be yourself with that. You feel like, um, you know, you are known and you know them and that you truly care about each other and you want the best for each other. Um, you know, those are some things that I talk to my girls about, um, you know, that they look for those characteristics and, Um, and that's when they know that they've, you know, they've found a good, um, friend. Um, I think also just, um, you know, reminding them to be, um, to listen, to admit when they're wrong, um, to realize that, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, not always all about you and, you know, kind of trying to see things from Mm -hmm. the other friend's perspective, Mm -hmm. um, you know, are some of the things that, that I try to encourage um, my girls in as they think about friends. And I know, especially, um, you know, as, as um, you know, growing up and in the teen years, um, you know, everything is just really um, revolving around uh, yourself as a teenager and, you know, is just kind of increased in, in drama and in, um, you know, emotions and things like that, um, you know, a lot of the time. And so, you know, almost like, Hey, let's, you know, let's take a minute. Let's, let's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, think this through, let's be slow to speak and, and quick to listen and, and give each other grace too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Giving each other grace. That's something I've, I've thought about is that it's a balance between, I, I often tell my kids like, um, it's when somebody shows you who they are, if you've been hurt by somebody and they show you who you are, it's good to take note of that. And maybe that Mm vulnerable, they've just, that vulnerability piece, that's not the person that's safe in that way, Mm -hmm. but also to be careful to not paint people into a corner that they, who they just revealed themselves to be at 13 is who they will always be. And Mm -hmm. you just writing them off and um, just to allow people the possibility of growth. So it's this balance between Mm -hmm. like guard your heart and choose wisely, and -hmm. discerning about, you know, who you spend your time with, in in large part, really shapes who you become, it matters Mm -hmm. a lot, Mm -hmm. and to be wise about that, Mm -hmm. and also gracious, because we're all figuring Mm -hmm. it out, and I'm figuring it out, and still, and never more so than in your teen years, are people figuring it out, and the stakes seem high, and Mm -hmm. so that balance of like, Wisdom and discernment and caution mm-hmm. around h- how you ex- a la- open up your heart to people, but also courage in that and
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and grace. Yeah, yeah. I agree 100%. And I think um, for my girls in particular, too, I've had to encourage them a lot in the aspect of being the initiator, kind of like what mm-hmm. you were saying, too, Kath, of just, I think um, a lot of teenagers struggle with deep loneliness and feeling like they don't know where they fit or, um, you know, just waiting for others to initiate and reach out to them. And, um, just the courage that it takes to do that at our age, but Mm -hmm. just to continue to, to teach and train them and help them to know that it just means the world when somebody reaches out and to be the initiator and to, um, to make a connection or to ask somebody to do something, it, it takes a risk and um, and you could get burned, but um, that's something that I've tried hard to help my girls learn how to do too is just to seek out the people that um, that they see things in that they um, admire and want and the kind of people they want to be with and then um, to kind of share first, go first, do the initiating. Um, I also love what you said about um, encouraging our girls. To find people that they feel like they can be themselves with mm-hmm. and um, I know I always get really excited when our kids bring home friends and I see that they are there themselves mm-hmm. and I just kind of exhale and I think okay these are friendships where you know they are they themselves they're relaxed um, I think that's such a good sign and um, I also think you know encouraging our girls to look for people who will like we said cheer them on and um, where there's, um, n- you know, not the unhealthy competition or comparison, mm-hmm. but being genuinely excited um, for one another. And then um, I think, too, just friendships that make them better, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet also, <laughs> on the flip side, like we've said, I mean, it, it can sometimes come at a cost. And I think encouraging our girls that it's still worth it. Mm -hmm. And so when you are hurt, um, when you have struggled in a certain relationship, it's still worth it to continue to find people that are your safe place and that you can invest in and that you um, can continue to foster um, friendships with. I just think it is, it's a worthy investment, even though it can be costly at at times.
1: Mm
0: Well, we're about ready to wrap up here, and um, I just wondered, um, first of all, what you guys want to do later. No, i just <laughs> <laughs> But um, I was wondering if you have a specific example that you could maybe share of a time when our friendship helped with your fight for joy. So I don't know if that's something that one of us did or said to encourage you or um, a season um, that you have come out of or that you're in where you had to pull over on the side of the road and say, I am really struggling and I'm not finding any joy and where our friendship was the means to kind of help you um, get back up again.
1: Hmm. Um, sure. Well, uh, you know, um, even just recently, um, I, you know, just going through a really hard um, transition and a hard weekend and, um, you know, even had something very un- unexpected happen, um, that was hard for me. And I was very, um, I was very, I was mad. I was sad. Um, and you know, you two were the first that I reached out to in that. And I think just again, that, um, that I found joy in knowing I had somebody to share that with and that, um, I could, you know, send up the, um, the red flag and say, Hey, I am hurting. And, um, and I need you to pray for me. And then um, just both of you responding, man, that hurts and I'm sorry. And um, there's just, there's such a, um, a soothing in that. And um, and and so I think, th- and then also just bringing some wisdom, bringing perspective, um, but some of it, you know, just um, that's a way that I have fought for joy in a hard moment was knowing that, um, I could, you know, just immediately reach out and that you guys would acknowledge that pain, walk with me in it, pray for me in that, but then also, you know, um even say, "Man, I understand how you, why you feel that way" and just kind of, you know, being a witness to that hard thing in life and saying i see you in that and then um Hmm. you know also bringing wisdom to it and um just your take on it your insight um and then taking that all in as i kind of try to cope with that and then you know take take steps in um in just um you know working through that Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i can think of so many times
2: Mm -hmm. um over the years but even more recently and I have in the last couple years just experienced a new soul weariness Mm -hmm. in some particular things that I've carried for a while without maybe even realizing I was. Mm -hmm. And it surprised me when my heart can just shut down and scared me that that was happening to me. And it was and I and so having walked for as long as I have with you guys and being known in the way I'm I felt okay to say to you like I don't even know how to pray I don't really feel like talking to God can you guys do it for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) honestly Mm -hmm. so I have honestly like leaned on your faith when I just felt like it's not that I doubt it or I don't believe it Mm -hmm. but I'm just can't right now Mm -hmm. and so I've this summer Jody like you sending me I was like, I, I should probably be reading the Bible, but I don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you're reading. And you'd send me texts each each morning with a verse and a little thought on it mm-hmm. from whatever you were doing that day. And in that mysterious way that God does, it was the exact thing I needed. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just needed my sister to like mm-hmm. spoon feed me a little bit for mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I was going through my old journals recently, Kath, and found like letters from you right from when my mom died. Like so specifically in the same way, a letter you wrote to me saying I have no words and no answers. Hmm. And here's what I I believe to be true. And it was just scripture. And I do remember at the time being like, I don't want to hear that either, you know, Hmm. but it's never come at me like a answer or a minimizing of whatever it is I'm expressing, mm-hmm. kind of like you were saying, I felt nothing but validation of like where you're at is okay. And also this is true. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how they all go together. So it's that th- mm-hmm. that's been one mm-hmm. of the things that I'm so grateful for. Mm-hmm. I don't have to feel like I'm have to have it all together all the time. And yeah. I've leaned on you guys because
0: because you guys have it so together all the time. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, I think for me specifically, knowing that I'm not alone in whatever circumstances I'm in, even if you guys have never walked through the same thing or um, you can't exactly say, I know how you feel, um, I have never once come to you guys um in the midst of a struggle and had you look at me like I had a third eye. (laughs) I mean, you guys have, um, always acknowledged my pain, my hurt, my struggle, my grief. Um, and I've, I've always just got a sense of even when you guys can't fix it for me, you can feel it with me. And that has been such a gift in our friendship and such a way that I have had joy restored because it's, um, it seems, and I've said this before, but it seems super counterintuitive that when you really lean into the pain and lean into the grief and lean into the hurt, um, that you would just start spiraling downward. And um, and again, if you don't fight things like bitterness and anger and despondency, I think that's possible. But if you do it in a way where friends are there um, to walk with you and um, to help you think clearly um, and like you said, Kath, even to lift you up on their faith and in their prayers when you don't have the energy or strength. Um, It actually brings healing and it has brought restored joy for me too. And whatever circumstances I'm in, whatever I'm facing, I know that I have you guys to cry out to and literally I have cried out to you guys on countless occasions And, um, and you have helped my joy restored and you've helped me to fight for joy um, as you have um, acknowledged like you said Kathy when you say I see you you are seen you are heard you are not making this stuff up this is real stuff this is hard stuff and I'm gonna love you through it Um, that's where the real fight for joy um, can be seen I think in friendship I agree yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for doing this Thanks. with me. Oh, thank you. Thanks for flying to Nebraska and spending the weekend in Omaha with me. I have loved our time. We've done a little bit of everything. Yeah. I mean, we've just been hanging out and um, like you said, we've had deep conversations. We've had good meals. We've um spent some time here at my house with our fam my family and um I always tell my other my friends when I'm we're doing this, I'm like, "Ooh, where are you
2: going?" And I'm like, "You know what? We've been, we've generally done hometown visits. I like to call them because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, we get to get to mm-hmm. get away, but we also get to see a little slice of your life, and yeah, it's fun. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you guys. Thanks,
1: Joe. Love thank you. Fun. Love you too.
0: Thank you so much for listening today. If you were helped or encouraged by this episode, please share it with others. I would also love for you to find me on social media. You can connect with me and others who are listening on my Fighting for Joy podcast page on either Facebook or Instagram. You can also send me an email at fightingforjoypodcast at gmail.com. Podcasts have been such a lifeline for me in grief and one of the top ways that my soul is recharged and encouraged on a weekly basis. I truly hope that this podcast will do the same for you. Keep fighting for joy.